0: Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is the Steel Curtain Network's Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Thursday morning. We are now halfway through the month of March. Free agency is upon us. The 2023 league year has begun. The legal tampering period is over. uh, Contracts can become official It is a beautiful time of year for the NFL for being so far removed from football games being played. Think about it. It's now been over a month since the last game was played, and you will not see even a preseason game until the beginning of August. But this is one of of the two biggest moments with the NFL going on. You've got free agency. Then coming up at the end of April, you got the draft. As I say, free agency, to me, more important for this year. The draft, more important for this year and beyond. Because the draft, I mean, these are guys you're going to have under contract for at least four years when it comes to the draft. But sometimes you don't get as much of a contribution the first year. The Steelers have been, I don't want to call it lucky, they have been um, fortunate. That's the way to say it. The Steelers have been fortunate to have a situation where, I mean, 2021, they had to call on their rookies. They had no choice. They couldn't make the moves that they they normally would have made in order to sure up certain positions, and they had to draft that way. But last year, the Steelers did not have to call on their rookies, but they did. They specifically had it set up that they weren't going to have to start Kenny Pickett from day one. They specifically weren't going to have to call on George Pickens right away. But, hey, Kenny Pickett stepped up. He's the guy. George Pickens stepped up. The Steelers traded Chase Claypool. So they give you more options when it comes to the draft. But free agency, it's still going on. It really is. The Steelers have made some moves, but I I tell you, they're not done. At the time of this recording, which is pretty late on Wednesday night, so we can go out Thursday morning, the Steelers have made three outside free agent signings and retained two of their own players that's what they have at this time so what we're going to do it's stat geek so what are we going to do for the first part of the show we are going to look at those players and we're going to look at some of their stats see what they're bringing to the Steelers and we'll just go from there so first we're going to go with the with the players that have agreed to terms with the Pittsburgh Steelers um that were not a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. So in order to do that, um, I, I just want to say the these players are set to speak with the media later today um exactly which ones they're saying. Um for for example, the 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 reason I say this is we I don't know yet about about Cole Holcomb. Because he has to have a physical in order to to have this all done. I don't know if that will take place already for him to be there um, or, or what's going to happen. But everything with him was pending with the physical. And we'll get to that when we talk about him. So let's dive in. Let's look at these guys and see what they bring to the Steelers. First up, we have cornerback Patrick Peterson. Uh, signed by the Steelers or agreeing to turn, um with the Steelers on Monday. This was after the Steelers did not retain Cam Sutton. They were not able to do so. And instead, they get Patrick Peterson, and they get it on a cheaper deal than what it would have been for for Sutton. Now, Sutton's younger. He was a three-year deal in, in, um, in Detroit. But you know what? That's all what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Patrick Peterson. So Patrick Peterson, he is an eight time pro bowler, three-time all-pro, and he was part of the Hall of Fame's all 2010s team. Who, he has played in the NFL for 12 seasons. 12 seasons. That's right. An important number here with him is that he will be 33 by the time he comes to training camp in Latrobe this year. 33. Not the typical kind of signing that the Steelers look to do. But it's pretty interesting that, you know, a couple of years ago, like, oh, well, they'll be on Patrick Peterson, and they, they weren't really, but now they are. Um, But Patrick Peterson, he was the fifth overall pick of the 2011 NFL Draft by the, by the pfft, Arizona Cardinals. Got to get that right. Whew. All right. And he was selected to eight straight Pro Bowls to start his career. He was... Uh, in 2011 to 2018, eight straight Pro Bowls, three-time All-Pro in there. That's first-team All-Pro um, every other year, 2011, 2013, 2015 for all through three seasons. So the thing that I think is really interesting when it comes to his numbers is for the first eight years of his career, Patrick Peterson did not miss a game. He didn't miss a game, and he started every game. He has 184 career regular season games played in the NFL and 184 starts. So that's significant right there. He did not miss a game until he missed the first six games of the 2019 season uh, due to a PED suspension. He appealed it. It was denied. He knew he wouldn't be selected to the Pro Bowl because there's a rule in there that that uh, if you're suspended for PEDs, you can't go to the Pro Bowl. Um, And that's when the streak stopped. So then he came back. You know, he played all all 10 games he was eligible to play then. Um, He played all 16 games to finish up in Arizona. Then he signed with the Minnesota Vikings. And in that season, he missed four games in the middle of the season. October, um, it was the first time he ever missed uh, games due to injury. He was placed on sh- um, the the IR designated to return. He missed four games, came back, um, so he played thirteen games. And he played all seventeen games in twenty twenty two. So if you look at the career numbers, I said one hundred eighty four games, one hundred eighty four st- starts, thirty four interceptions. His, the most was in 2012 when he had seven interceptions in a season. Okay. He, he has uh, – of those interceptions, only two of them were returned for touchdowns. Um, he has 111 pass defense, um, according to pro football reference. As typical, all my numbers are from – from Pro Football Reference, he had ninety-one with Arizona and twenty with with uh, with Minnesota. So he averaged nine point one with Arizona per season, and he averaged ten uh, for from with with Minnesota. Uh, tackles six hundred and ten for his career. Um, you know, only fifteen for loss. Uh, He does have four career sacks, not something that you look at. He's not that kind of cornerback. So if you look at some of the advanced stats, now the problem with the advanced stats is they are only since 2018. So that's with pro football reference. So that's something um, to to take into consideration there. But if if you look at him, uh, last year he was credited with giving up five touchdowns. The year before it was two. Um, In 2020, it was five, and then it was four in both 2018 and 2019. Uh, That's one of the things you generally want to look at. The um, completion percentage against him, my goodness. The two years in Minnesota, under 60% completion percentage um, with with those. Five interceptions last season. Um, So, even at his age, Pat, Patrick Peterson seems to still be able to have it. So those are some of the numbers uh, behind behind Patrick Peterson and what he can bring to the Steelers at the cornerback position. Next up, the Steelers signed an offensive lineman, um, Nate Herbig. He comes from the mainly from the Philadelphia Eagles via the New York Jets. He spent his first three years in Philadelphia – um, he was given a restricted uh, free agent tender that then he got cut in May of last year and then got claimed or, or was, I think he was claimed off waivers by the Jets or, or I don't know if he's claimed off waivers or signed with the Jets. And I think it was signed by the Jets. Um, Cause that, that just doesn't make sense. Um, so what was interesting there is that, you know, I that's right around when Andy Weidel was was coming over to the Steelers. Um he and it seems like the front office guys that that know this guy like him. Um he he came out of Stanford. Um, you know, kinda gotta be smart when you come out of Stanford. A guard from Stanford, that sounds kind of nice uh when you think back of David DeCastro, but he came out after his junior year, um And he didn't get drafted. And part of the reason he didn't get drafted, he was invited to the combine, but he had the slowest time at the combine. I don't have that number right in front of me. Um, Actually, yes, I do. He ran a 5.4140. He only had 29 reps in the bench press. His broad jump was only 90. His shuttle was 5.04. Three-gun was 8.15, 24-inch vertical. Um, He came in um, as as a height, well, 75 inches, that's – that's um, six, three, three, um 335 pounds. That was at the Combine, who, according to, to pro football reference. So you're saying, okay, well, well, what does he really bring? Well, he started off with the Eagles. Um, he only appeared in two games his first year uh, with the Eagles, but, you know, was, was with the squad a, as an undrafted free agent. Then his second season in 2020 appeared in 15 games with 12 starts and then in 2021 appeared in 16 games with 5 starts. Last year he started 11 games for the Jets who was de- who were dealing with some injuries on the offensive line. Uh other than that there's not a lot to say except for, you know, maybe you know maybe look at penalties. Um like last year with the Jets, he had he had three penalties called on him. He had nine penalties in his 3 years with Philly. So that's, you know, an average of 3 a year if if that's a big deal or not but uh, when, when you look at his snaps um, he played um, 893 offensive snaps in 2020 481 in 2021 and 706 um, in 2022 when he played in those 11 games he played every snap of those games um, he's known more as a as a you know a road grader um a a, a guy, they, they call him nasty Nate. There's not a lot of numbers to go with the offensive line. So I'm just giving you he's currently listed now at 6'4, 334. Um, and uh he he's he's from Hawaii um before and before he ended up at Stanford. So that was Nate Herbig, and then the Steelers had another outside signing. Um it came from Cole Holcomb. I already mentioned him earlier. He was he was with uh, the Washington Commanders. Uh, last year and for the and for four seasons. He was a fifth-round draft pick uh, in the 2019 draft, and he came in as a rookie and started 15 games. And then he played uh, 11 games in 2020, started 10 of them, started every game in 2021, but only had seven games in 2022. He was having a really good season, uh, but then he, he dealt with a foot injury, and it was kind of a nagging thing that he eventually just – just um, went on IR, I think, had surgery. And that's – I'm not 100% sure about the surgery thing, so don't quote me on that. Um, I was just assuming. But it was a nagging thing. Um, got it, you know, stopped to, to to try to have it to be taken care of. And that's why this is pending the physical when it comes to the Steelers. That's the main reason. But, um, but, but for Herbig, looking at the regular season, in four years, he had 50 games played, 48 starts. Three career interceptions, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Um, Ten passes defensed, five forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. Three hundred eighty-eight tackles and four point five sacks. If you look at more of his advanced statistics, um, he he you know gives up a higher percentage of of passes. But that's kind of what happens with linebackers. It's not like they're targeted a ton. But uh, la- last year was his worst yards per completion. It was ten point eight. Other than that, it was under ten um, every other one. And he's he gave him two touchdowns last year, three touchdowns the year before, things of things of that nature. But um, last year only had four missed tackles. He had a five point five missed tackle percentage. So um, that's that's something that that's of note uh, when it comes to those kind of things. He's just more of a player. I mean, maybe I should say this. In 2021, he played 1,021 snaps. That's right. 1,021 snaps. He was in six, you know, 16 to 17 games. Um, basically didn't come off the field. Um, and he played 99% of the snaps in the games in which he appeared, um, in 2022. So that's another thing. And word on the street is he wore the green dot for Washington, which is one of those things that, people like to ask about so i'm going to go ahead and take a break here i'm going to come back and do the two players from the steelers and um if we have a little bit of time after that we'll i don't think it'll take too long to cover them i actually have um a, a one question that i could answer before we get moving so stick around We'll be right my phone. All right, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, here we go. Let's finish this up. This is the Steeler Stat Geek. Who? Hopefully my acoustics aren't so bad. I'm on location. So um, uh, things are a little bit different here for me. Uh, hopefully I'm close enough to my microphone and, and the room's not too echoey. Hope, hopefully uh, this is still turning out well for you. But, uh, hey, I got to be there for my nerd to steal. Got to roll on with this. So let's look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, players that played on their on their team last year that they were then resigned. What is interesting with these two players that were re-signed, 2022 was their first season with the Steelers. They were both here on one-year deals. And what happens? They sign to stick around. So you've got DeMonte KZ. Um, it's reported two-year deal. I didn't even tell you how long the deals were with, with the other guys. Um, but I, I guess that's just... What it is. He, he, was, uh, he was a fifth-round pick of the of the Falcons back in 2017. Uh, we'd already talked about in the past about how he was uh, – in 2018, he was tied for the lead in interceptions in the league. But let's talk what he's done with the Steelers. He missed the first eight games of the season. I did count them up real quick in my head. Missed the first eight games all up before the bye. He had a suspension thrown in there while he was on injured reserve, but came back after the bye. Um, and had to start right away because of the emergency appendectomy for Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, that happened on a Saturday. The Steelers played on Sunday. KZ thrown into the fire. Um, had a pretty nice game there as well with an interception. Speaking of interceptions, he had two of them with the Steelers in nine games. He had four starts, um, had two passes defensed, had 20 tackles, um, and just did some nice stuff with the, with the Steelers. When it came to the advanced stats – uh, he did not have a touchdown to his credit, um, that he was targeted 11 times with seven completions for 79 yards, um, no missed tackles, uh, things of that nature. But the big thing is the snaps. He played 273 snaps on defense. So 273 snaps targeted 11 times with seven completions. And he did have that uh, that one penalty penalty. Uh, in against the, when he was uh, when they were playing the Saints. Sorry, I'm trying to think of that. I was at that game. I watched that. It was a penalty. He hit him kind of high, hit him hard, but went to dislodge the ball. And you know what? It kind of made them think about that was that that was kind of also you know sending a message a little bit um, with with the way it happened. But Demonte Casey back with the Steelers. Another one who's back with the Steelers is Larry Ogunjobi. Got a pretty nice deal reported that it's three years, low over 28000000 million. Um, don't have the financials all for that yet to see how that goes. But Ogunjobi, uh joined the Steelers last year. He played for $8 million last year. Um, he missed one game. He played 16 and started all 16 games. It's not like he tore up the stat sheet. He had 48 tackles, seven of them were for loss, 11 quarterback hits, a sack and a half, but if you see what he was doing, he was getting the job done. Larry Ogunjobi was getting getting the job done. Um, he's one of those players that I'm like, he gets no love from PFF. PFF had him ranked really low before he was with the Steelers, so it wasn't a Steelers thing. It's just sometimes guys do things that are special that people that don't know what they're being asked to do don't get what they're actually doing. But um, Larry Ogunjobi, he's going to be there um, – Uh, Next next to Cam Hayward, Uh, that really helps, you know, solidify that defensive line. I'm really interesting to see his contract break down. I'd I'd really like to see that sometime soon to see how that comes. So those were the players the Steelers retained. Will they have more moves? Absolutely hopefully, maybe even by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, maybe they've even made some more moves. And you're like, oh man, he didn't talk about, well, I had to go with what we had at the time. All right. Now I'm going to answer a question. I'm going to answer a question because I have the time to do it. Now I'm I'm running low on questions again. So I'm ready for them. Um, If you have a question, um, I I think I have one or two more after this, perhaps there's one in there that I just know I'm not going to be able to answer. Um, and it and it's one specifically that was about injuries and 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 how things were affected when players were injured. And there's really no good way to go back unless you look up each player and see were they out for an injury and the effect of everything to really quantify what happens when they're gone. You also don't know when players are playing hurt. You also don't know. Um, some some other things that are going on. So that was just kind of a, a question that really can't go with the numbers. But here's one, here's one that I have. This this comes from um Ed, Edwin Chan. Um, nope, that Edwin, Chan, sorry, Edwin Chan, that was the one, I apologize, that I can't, I'm not gonna be able to answer about the injuries. Just because there like I said, there's really not a good way to do that. But I at least wanted to mention that I got your that I got your question. And uh it's it's just it's just something um that that's you know, it's, it's too, too much of a gray area to really fit in some really great numbers. So this here's one from Kyle Stone that says, how does Kenny Pickett's rookie season stats stack up against other notable first round quarterbacks in their rookie season? Hashtag Nerds of Steel. Well, I, I didn't even do first round quarterbacks. I just did quarterbacks. I went back to quarterbacks from the 2018 season who were on, who were rookies. And I'm not just meaning rookies. They had to be in their first year in um, in the NFL, not that they just didn't appear in a game or anything. Um, if that was the case, they, they just weren't here. And I, I decided, okay, I'll look at the numbers. So we're going back, you know, 2018. And the one requirement that I had is that they had to start at least one game. And if you look at uh, quarterback, rookie quarterbacks that started, started at least one game from 2018 on, there are 36 of them. So just keep that in mind. So here's where they fit with some yard, with some various things. Here's yardage is where I started off with. Um, When when it comes to the most yards passing, Kenny Pickett came in 11th. Justin Herbert had the most as, as his rookie season. You know, Mac Jones was second, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew was in there. Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Joe Burrow, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett. So, The other thing to look at is how many games they played. You know, Kenny Pickett played 13 games. A lot of the guys on this list, a lot of, you know, Joe Burrow only played 10. Okay. When you look at the pure numbers, Um, Davis Mills was 13. Sam Darnold was 13. Daniel Jones was 13. Gardner Minshew was 14. Trevor Lawrence and the, the guys more towards the top. Those were 17 and 16. Baker Mayfield, he was only 14 games played as well. Um, but Justin Herbert, who was at the top, he was 15 games played. So those are those are some things uh, to remember there. Because you got to remember, some of these guys, it was only a 16-game season. They only had the option of 16. Um, so that's where they stack up in, in yards. But if you look at some of these other things, it, it's pretty interesting. When it comes to touchdowns, yeah, Kenny Pickett, he was down the list. He was tied for 16th out of all those quarterbacks. You know, Justin Herbert had 31. Baker Mayfield had 27. Kenny Pickett had seven. He had seven touchdowns. So, so that's one thing that you're just like, uh, yeah. Well, and when you look at touchdowns, or sorry, interceptions, there, Kenny Pickett, if you – there were well, – let me count them up. 12 quarterbacks, 12 quarterbacks of the 36 quarterbacks that threw double digit interceptions as a rookie. If you look at Kenny Pickett with he had 9 interceptions. He had one more interception than Devlin Hodges, who is on this list, because he was, he's played as a, as a rookie. But he did that in half. And, you know, Hodges had half as many starts as Kenny Pickett. But if you look at Kenny Pickett's, because everyone was talking about, oh, seven touchdown to nine interception ratio. Yeah, but you got to look how how those go. If you look at Kenny Pickett, let's say it was someone who had to start double digit games. There were only two quarterbacks since 2018 who were rookie quarterbacks that started double-digit games that had less interceptions than Kenny Pickett. All right? So, Kenny Pickett, you know, started 12 games, 9 interceptions. The the two, Gardner Minshew started 12 games. He had 6 interceptions. And Joe Burrow started 10 games. He had 5 interceptions. Everyone else who had less interceptions than Kenny Pickett also started less games. A lot of these guys, you know, only had one or two starts that, that make up this whole list. So... If you're looking at guys that only had double-digit starts, Kenny Pickett's third on the list of having the fewest interceptions, which is, which is you know kind of a good a good place to be. If you look at interception percentage, um, where where I'm trying to find Kenny Pickett, he had a he was at two point three um, interception percentage. So that means um, the 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 it's the it's the percentage of times intercepted when attempting to pass. Is how that works. Now, there is several of these guys that were at zero because they didn't start very many games and didn't throw any interceptions. You know, like for example, Kyle Allen in twenty eighteen for Carolina started one game. You know, he only had he only attempted thirty one passes and didn't have any any interceptions. So, Kenny Pickett's two point three in there is actually you know pretty good when you are talking about someone who threw over three hundred passes. I mean, Joe Burrow, his was, his was 1.2. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's also not the best thing ever. But here's some interesting numbers when it, when it comes to, to Kenny Pickett. Okay. You talk about wins, you talk about wins and some people do not like the stat of wins when it comes to a quarterback. I get that. But if you want to look at Every quarterback on their rookie deal going back to 2018, not the rookie deal, in their rookie season going back to 2018, Kenny Pickett is second in wins in his rookie year. The only player that had more wins was Mac Jones with 10. Mac Jones went 10 and 7. Kenny Pickett went 7 and 5. Then next on the list, you had some guys that were six wins, like Gardner Minshew, six and six. Uh, Justin Herbert was six and three. Tua was, was six and, or sorry, Justin Herbert was six and nine. Tua was six and three. Uh, probably the best record was Lamar Jackson, who was six and one. So they had some guys with some good records, but no one had, the only person who had more wins than Kenny Pickett in their rookie season was Mac Jones in 2021. So you're like, okay, that's good. That's great. That, that, that's nice stuff. Wins aren't really important. How about this? How about game winning drives? Kenny Pickett has is credited with four game winning drives. That is tied for the most of any rookie quarterback since 2018. Who is he tied with? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield also had four game winning drives. So... You know, a number of players had had three. Who was it? Gardner Minshew, Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, um, all had three game-winning drives. But Kenny Pickett, four game-winning drives. I like that. How about fourth-quarter comebacks? Kenny Pickett's on the top of that list as well. But there was three of them, or three players that had three fourth-quarter comebacks. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, and Gardner Minshew. So if you look at some of those numbers, I mean, you can look at completion percentage. I mean, his completion percentage... It it ultimately wasn't wasn't all that great. I mean, he was thirteenth. He had sixty three percent completion percentage. Um, so so yeah, you know it, it's not ter- I mean, the only one who was over seventy was Bailey Zappi um, for in in two starts for New England. Um, so, you know, 63% as a rookie, that that's not terrible. So there's some categories that he's just, yeah, he wasn't terrible. And then he had some other ones that was, you know, really good. You know, game-winning drives, wins, things of that nature. Um, and And like I said – um, when it comes to the interceptions, it wasn't really and nearly as bad as what, as what people think. You would like to see more of those touchdowns. So that was another question just to be thrown in there. So, um, hey, this is pretty exciting. Pittsburgh Steelers football, um, shaping of the roster. I love the shaping of the roster. I'm sad at the end of each year because I know that roster will never be the same. Um, it won't be the same team. Those same guys, there's going to be guys that are new to the locker room, guys that will no longer be in that locker room. Um, it's sad, but then, hey, I, I'm I'm ready to move on and build towards the next season. And the Steelers are, are taking some steps, but there's still work to do. And and speaking of taking steps, and there's still being work to do. Who, the Steel Curtain Network, we are still coming at you, and we are right on the cusp of the transition over to Fans First Sports Network, there may be a slight disruption, but we found out recently, since I I've talked about this on the Scobro Show, but since the Scobro Show, we found out that disruption might be even smaller than originally planned. It was originally we were going to have to move from one platform to another, then back to that platform. looks like the move's just not going to have to, That that move isn't going to have to happen, that it's going to be able to go Um, Straight into things. There's going to be a very, very small window. We might have to hold off on stuff just to make, you know, on on a release of a show just to make sure everything's okay. But, you know, but we'll have to see. They'll, They'll still be there. They just might be delayed. And chances are we're talking about tomorrow and that's it. Um, if everything goes smoothly. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, ready to just start this this new venture with this company. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure if you haven't already and you're like, oh, we're, I'm listening to this. I just always go in and, and search. We should still be there in the search. But if you subscribe, we're, we're still going to, the subscription goes from the one network to the other. You'll still have all the shows and everything else. So if the easiest way to make sure you don't lose track of things, just subscribe. And then, then you don't have to worry about it. But uh, make sure you're checking out all our shows. Um, I had some more good ones this week. I've got to get caught up on some stuff. But um, I know last night uh, on the curtain call, Jeffrey and Shannon had a, had a guest on that was with the Minnesota Vikings uh, talking about Patrick Peterson. Um I know. I, unfortunately, I don't. It does look like I'm I'm going to be on the preview t- uh, tonight because I'll I'll be tr- I'll be on the road um, and and won't have the, have a good setup in order to 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 do the show tonight with Brian and Jeff. But hey, they're still going to bring it for sure and um our, our our typical lineup tomorrow morning you will have a let's ride um and of course, after this today you've got what yin's talking about uh hopefully it's not another ninety minute show like last week when they were fitting in all those games, although um i I had to, I had to listen to it in in different stretches because of, of the length of it, but hey, I, I still caught the whole thing but uh hey, I like to say that the Sil network we've got something for everybody, so uh make sure you you're checking out all the shows and continue to send me the questions stlr superfan at gmail.com is email or if at twitter it's at stlr superfan i'll gladly take some more stats questions um thanks hopefully i wasn't too echoey in my in a in a new setup this week i'll be back in my normal studio which is kind of echoey anyway uh th- next week um uh, and ready to go so as i always say to finish these out thanks for geeking out